You're listening to The Cannabis Hangout, two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while while we we break break it all down. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Cannabis Hangout. I'm Saab. And I'm Brandon. Today for our industry leader series, we are going to be talking with a local grower who has created quite a name for himself. I'd call him a craft grower because what he does is a craft in itself. We love being able to speak with the people who grow the medicine that we consume. So guys, please welcome Alex from Hermetic Flower Company to the Cannabis Hangout. Thank you guys so much. Hey, Alex. We're so happy to have you here. And thanks for just like taking time out of your day to spend with us talking about cannabis and whatnot. (laughs) So let's just dive right in and tell us where did your cannabis journey begin? Okay, so... um. My cannabis journey began in Portland, Oregon, okay. uh, more specifically Canby. It's like right outside of Oregon City okay. for a company called Gnome Grown Organics. Um, they are a living soil uh, light deprivation mainly, okay. uh, fully recreational grow. So they're also vertical in the sense that they own dispensaries as cool. well. So I kind of helped transition with them from their last medical crop to the recreational market. Okay. So that's kind of where I get that's a That's good lot. experience. Though. It's a great experience, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I did that when I was 24 years old. Wow. So it was kind of like get thrown into it, mm-hmm. uh, sink or swim style. Yeah. And it was definitely challenging, and that's probably why I've been able to kind of like hit the ground running in Oklahoma yeah. is because I have all of that sort of experience. That's the best way to learn, sink hmm. or swim. You, yeah. really take it all, you really take it all in. Shit. You so gotta be- take the time. So prior to that, what what was your first time you had smoked cannabis? Do you remember your first time? Oh yeah. What was um, it like? I was 14 years old. I was really scared. Wow. <laughs> because my mom always told me how bad it was. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm never gonna do that. Yeah. But then for some reason I was with my really cool friends who I had just become friends with through, like, the neighborhood. So yeah. I had just moved from Springdale to Fayetteville. So, like, Northwest Arkansas is kind of small. Okay. Um, so you kind of, like, get compiled all together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Northwest Arkansas. So I moved from Springdale to Fayetteville in, like, middle school. And that kind of created this sort of, like, I have no friends. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of, like, be... Do what I got to do to make yeah, friends. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, got to go out there and make friends, you know, yeah, and figure that, it out. And that was like what we were talking about before the show, kind of like trying to fit in mm-hmm. and like trying to find my, my voice and everything. So I finally found this crowd who was kind of like, oh, yeah, you're a thug. Not really, <laughs> you know. Uh, and they just, I just thought they were really cool, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, they were like, hey, you want to smoke this weed? And I was like, you know, I don't think I want to. And they were like, bro, come on. It's not bad. It's all organic. It's not going to hurt you. They said organic when you were that's 14. What, that's what they said. That's wow. what they said. Now my, now my friend Caleb Pfeiffer, his father, Randy Pfeiffer, was a, a truck driver. And during his times off would be smoking really good flour. And that's kind of where we got that from oh. was through his father. But he hated it. He absolutely hated it. And so... 
I was, I wanted to fit in so bad. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to fucking smoke this shit. And I don't want to be like a fucking pussy. I don't yeah. want to be known yeah. as the guy that wimped out, you know. Yeah. I'm already kind of small, skinny guy. Like, okay, light that shit up and let's go. And so we smoked it. And then we, my buddy Austin and, and our, my other buddy Caleb, mm-hmm. we got in this Tahoe. And they had a fucking sunroof. And I jumped through the sunroof. And I, it's just so cliche. It's one of those ones where I'm like... <coughs> Like, yes, yeah. like, yeah, this is it. And you know, I'm and, picturing this. Alex's hands are way up in the air just for you guys yeah. who can't see him right now. And it was so stupid. And we went to Walgreens to get Roto eye drops. And uh, <laughs> I just rem- remember walking really slow. And I was like, gravity's fucked. Like, we're on the moon. It was so cliche, but it was just one of those times where, like, I opened up and I was being me for the first time in a long time. And I think that's why I resonated with cannabis so much. And from that point on, I either had to have it, was dealing with it. And the only time I wasn't was Mm -hmm. in the Navy. Wow. That's a great introduction story. That really was. Really sets the tone for what this podcast (laughs) is going to be like. That's great. So Alex, first tell us how long have you been growing and at what point did you realize growing was more than just a calling, but your passion and livelihood and that you were freaking good at it? Um, (laughs) uh, okay. So, um, when I got to Oregon, I had this preconceived idea that hydroponic was the shit. Mm -hmm. I really didn't know much about cultivation at mm-hmm. all actually okay. and I, um and, I, and to go back i've only been growing for five years okay wow. i've only been okay. involved with cannabis in the cannabis industry legally doing mm-hmm. this yeah. sort of thing for five years wow. so gotcha. so i get into oregon and they are explaining to me these things that i've just like kind of always thought about but never really was able to put together yeah right. like wrap like, your mind around right and i and i want to kind of give credit to the navy for this because they put this sort of discipline in me that it was able to like i was able to focus more mm-hmm. so when i was put in these sort of manual labor things that i always hated doing and like would <laughs> yell at my parents for mm-hmm. i sort of had this perception of like oh wait a second there's something here that i want to learn mm-hmm. it's kind of like that magnetism that you you don't quite know exactly what it is you're drawn to it and you go exactly for it does that make sense yes, yeah at all about anything yeah yes so i knew like i liked cannabis Mm -hmm. i knew like i liked to smoke it i knew i I knew why i liked the way it made me feel Mm -hmm. by myself with my friends Mm -hmm. i you know what i mean so i knew that but getting to the cultivation side and just having my whole perception ripped apart of what i thought good was yeah and then learning through experience um what now I think kind of hard to yeah, swallow and yeah. then like figure out. Right. Yeah. It was very much an ego check in the way that's like, holy shit, there's a whole world going on behind the scenes that I'm not aware of. And, mm. um, like I'm vegan vegetarian now and okay. I never was before I grew up eating McDonald's SpaghettiOs out of a can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never really thought about health at yeah. all. Um, my mental health was terrible. Yeah. I went through a lot of shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, And so getting to Gnome Grown and learning the organic side and 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 at Gnome, I wasn't just growing cannabis. We were growing sunflowers, pollinator gardens, and we were growing like edible gardens. So it was a it was like a it's a lifestyle. Yeah, lifestyle. I started to become engulfed in this lifestyle and I Mm -hmm. was like, wait a second. (laughs) I've been living my life all wrong. Uh, Yeah. yeah. and, and 
and that's the beauty in it. And I was like, holy shit, now I know where I can direct mm-hmm. all this energy I have, all this, whatever this is. That you is. don't know what to do with. Exa- yeah, all yeah. this that it just, I have all this. I don't know, you know, and then it was starting to like a pyramid. All these both pieces were coming together. I had two great mentors, the guy that like brought me to Nome. Amazing. And then, cool. the, yeah. yeah, and then, and then, and then Dan, my master grower, right? And the, I just had this connection with them that was like, you know, both father figure yeah. and both mentors. That's and so cool. I balanced between the two. That's really cool. Yeah. It was it's, awesome. I feel like it's hard. It's playful. You're lucky yeah. if you find one mentor that you really jive with, but you got blessed with two, which is yeah. like, that's it, awesome. It's crazy. That's crazy. amazing. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. So uh, transitioning from that, then tell us a little bit about your grow then and what you do for those who do not know. Okay. So my grow is essentially based around the hermetic philosophy And so I'll start out with like just telling you kind of our basic practices. So we are an all organic uh, living soil based grow. Love that. We're also a vertical based. So and not in the sense we have a dispensary, but in the sense of our tiers. So we have uh, what like pallet racks Mm -hmm. stacked on top of each other with two levels of growing. Cool. I'm under LEDs, which means that I can manipulate the photon that hit the canopy. Okay. And then. I also grow with the moon cycles. Uh, so that would be like Whoa. my astrological moon cycles. That's cool. It's really unique. It's That's unique. That's very unique. And then, yeah. I, and then on top of that, we're worm farmers. So we kind of do this whole build our compost on site thing. That's really freaking cool. I love cool. it. It's wow. your little lifestyle. It's like your little habitat I, you got going on over so there. So far, yeah, yeah. So far. That's awesome. It's so a good foundation. I, yeah. have, I have to mention this because it's not something someone's heard prior or it's not something I had heard prior to the interview, but you messaged us talking about hermetics. What is that? So, okay, yeah. <laughs> so the hermetic philosophy dates back, uh, you know, argumentatively either to late antiquity or to the first century. So we know for a fact that it was the hermetic corpus was written within the first century just based on, like, the dialect of, like, the wordplay, if that makes mm-hmm. any mm-hmm. sort of sense. Yeah. That's just, like, how they talked during that time. Okay. Um, but then there's arguments that go back to be like, well, if they're writing about it then and it's so well known, then it has to be more ancient. Yeah. And so the reason why I pick up on the hermetic philosophy is because I believe that it was what evolved Western Western thought evolved from and philosophy evolved from. And you can kind of trace it through the Renaissance period through the Medici family and they sent out um, all these people to go find and recover these ancient books all throughout the land and this was like talks of like Plato so this was the first time Plato was mm-hmm. translated and like brought back to life sorry I gotta get water yeah go for get it water. storytelling <laughs> <laughs> and so this guy Pacino came across the hermetic corpus and actually this is how profound it is um the Medici family said where they were in the middle of translating Plato and he said, stop everything. We need to translate this first. And they were like, what is it? It's the hermetic corpus. And so the hermetic corpus is a body of knowledge attributed to Hermes Trismegistus, who is the Hermes of Greek philosophy, Mercury of Rome, and then Thoth of ancient Egypt. So these kind of uh, personifications play within the whole world of, of 
philosophy in general, right? Uh-huh. And through different cultures. And so there's Whoa. this alchemist, his name is Bruno, mm-hmm. and he uh, was smoking some hash, some Moroccan hash in Italy, and uh, they actually burned him at the stake for having these profound thoughts about the universe. And so this was kind of falling into uh, the heliocentric model, you know, Copernicus. No. This is like when they started to like mm. kind of dabble in the, in the, the sun is the center. Okay. And not yeah. earth. Yes. And it was like at a time when if you say anything against the church, you're going to off with die. your head, you're going to die. Yeah. And so like he, and, and he, he ends up getting burned at the stake. And so, and he was an alchemist, and the alchemy stems from hermeticism, and that's where you get modern chemistry and stuff like that. So, I believe that cannabis, the spiritual side and the philosophy side, are the unifiers that we need to kind of progress as a society. And so, that kind of falls into my psychedelic thing, too, because I believe cannabis is a mild psychedelic, and I would like to treat it like that and kind of like use that as the catalyst for inner engineering. So that's what I do with the brand. I kind of try oh, to incorporate I both rings. So it's like not just the organic, not just mm-hmm. the LED, you know, yeah. not just that sort of science, but sort of like this ancient science that's like based around, you know, the scientific method, but not in a sense that's mm-hmm. profane, in a sense that's like searching for God instead of moving away from God. Mm-hmm. And God as in like, source or yeah. oneness not god as in catholicism more yes. like yes. oneness unity okay. wow that's good that, that was, was very beautifully said honestly thank you. that yeah yeah that's awesome so with strains do you have certain ones that you run consistently or do you like to explore and adventure out with strains for your patients okay so right now since we are in the third round mm-hmm. i'm definitely like searching and exploring for certain cultivars mm-hmm. that express certain traits so i manipulate with that with my leds right i'm able to manipulate my environment a little bit better so i run what's called a low vpd or vapor pressure deficit essentially it's the way that plants sweat and so by doing mimicking that i kind of like try to reflect the himalayan mountain range which is kind of like nepal ogs og afghanistan the mountain ranges over there kind of where ogs come from which i believe to be more medicinal. So I kind of searched through lineage a little mm-hmm. bit. Not not much. Yeah. Kind of half and half. Yeah. I'll go through lineage and I'll pick certain things. And then I'll go a lot of like taste, smell, mm-hmm. those sorts of things as I come across them through like clones. Yes. Or like gifts that people want to give me. That sort of thing. And so if when That's I mimic cool. that in our environment, yeah. it's either going to explode and uh-huh. do really well or it's not. And so the stuff that doesn't, I kind of like... <laughs> yeah really so do you have a strain that like you've nailed Sorry. every single time um or you think you've nailed every single time no no i would say i'm working towards like nailing the wedding crasher and it's like a pretty easy cultivar to get yeah. right but when you transition from demographic to demographic mm-hmm. for like your growing it's hard to get yeah. balanced in a new area. So it's going to take yeah. me a while to kind of like figure that out and then figure my plant relationship out. Yeah. Cause each hmm. cultivar has a different relationship. That's so and you interesting. Gotta, and you got to like any relationship, yeah. you, know, you have to adapt and, and develop that. Yeah. That's so cool. Wow. I have a really quick question. This is kind of backtracking a little bit, but you said, so you grew flower for the medical side and the rec side, right? Yeah. Is there a, 
So we obviously no. don't have that here. There's not a difference. No. Okay, but they just have each side. Okay, cool. The whole reason they do that is so, like in, or- okay, so in Oregon, right, there's benefits to still being a medical patient. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. Yeah. It's just like a great discount. Yeah. Uh, but you still have to pay for your card and all that stuff, you know? So yeah. the only thing that REC does is open it up to other end consumers. Gotcha. And now, I mean, you look at it, right? Medical spreads like wildfire. People are talking about it. Mm-hmm. And you're having people who would never try it, who are now thinking yes. that, like, I want to try it, but I don't have any, like, preconceived ailments or illnesses you know so you're like i'm just gonna wait and they're waiting yeah and so that's the cool aspect and then but the bad aspect is like then it becomes more volume over Mm -hmm. quality yes that's not always it yeah Hmm. so what would you say has been one of the most fulfilling thing about growing medicine for people who love your flower um (laughs) the most fulfilling is like the other day, I walked into a dispensary at Flight 420, and this guy ran a- around the corner, and he was like, I'm a huge fan of what oh, you do. That's so cool. You, it, you, all this stuff, like, really helps my wife, and, like, and I, and I just was just having a shit week, yeah. and just, like, feeling like shit, and just getting caught up in, like, daily stressors, right? Like, mm-hmm. we all do, yeah. and then that moment, it didn't, and he was like, it's an honor, you know, and I'm like, dude... No, the honor's mine yeah. right now. Like, you are filling me up. And mm-hmm. I think moments like that yes. are, are when I have the most fulfillment because I am really feel like I'm helping people. Yes. And it's cool, you know, and I want to help people. So right, it's like yeah. that symbiotic relationship yeah. where you're like, ah, oh, that's why mm-hmm. we do it. You know, we don't, do, I don't do it for the trolls or yeah. the negativity, yes. you know, that, that even we get, caught, we get caught up in, you yes. know, and like I'm one of those ones that kind of gets triggered sometimes yeah. by that. Yes. It's like, no, 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 stop. This, this feeling, this fulfillment, yes. this is success. Then it's this is what I want to yeah, do. Yeah. for someone to say to you, and especially it being in person too. Yeah, it's, yeah. Such a, it's a whole different kind of high. Yeah, totally. It's a whole different totally, kind of high. Totally. I love mm-hmm. that. So tell us a little bit about your team and the people you surround yourself and your girls with. Um, what goes into bringing people on and what's your tell to decide whether you want to bring somebody on your team or not? Gosh, that's such a great question. <laughs> right now, since I'm like super lean startup, like I'm very focused on like prior, I was like, who has helped me the most in my life? That's mm-hmm. like, I can like have the opportunity to help now. Right. My guy, Jeremy and Matt, they have been with me since we were in Sicily stationed there. Wow. And they were like, Jeremy was my boss in the Navy. Oh, and Matt, cool. Matt, I stood guard with on gate. So it's like, that's a different relationship all yeah. within itself. So hmm. I feel as though they're, I'm like, man, they really helped me through some hard times that yeah. like, I don't know if I, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know what would have happened. So I, I feel as if like, I owe it to myself to make sure that they're kind of taken care of. And then next would be my buddy, Eric, who's been my best friend since 15. And I really feel like I'm like, dude, I have to take care of you. Yeah, I'm just like, one of, it's just one yeah. of those things where it's like, You're I want to help, but I also like, you need to work yeah. hard because of the respect and yes. the pride yes. and the integrity mm-hmm. of the company. So I kind yeah. of go off that mm-hmm. Jacob, who is the newest member, who was the newest member just came in there and he and he hit me up over Instagram and was like, hey, I love your message. I'm interested in the hermetic philosophy. I work at a different grow, but I'm about to get laid off for COVID. And COVID started, he's like, mm-hmm. do you have any openings? And I'm like, man, I would love to talk to you. 
give me, I don't, I don't have any openings right now, but give me a second. Yeah. And he waited and he waited and sure as shit, summertime came and I hit him up and I was like, Hey man, it's that time. He's like, yeah, come on. Hell yeah. And that is so cool. It's cool. It kind of, it more or less happens organically. Yes. I just let it happen organically. And in the beginning I was trying to force mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And but that's when you let I, go. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like I've had to fire like five people and I, I'm not one to be Ooh, like yeah. you're fired. You know, yeah. like, that's not me. I don't want to fire people. It doesn't sound like you. <laughs> yeah. I don't want You're fired. Yeah. I don't want to do that. I don't no. Just text it to him. <laughs> I don't want to do that. You know, I would rather, I would rather help people build and, and be like, you know, let me see the best in you. And that's where I get in trouble is like mm-hmm. that aspect. And so now I've had to like learn yeah. and let yeah. it happen organically. Yeah. If something happens, you got to cut it off. It's, mm-hmm. it's business. It's not yeah. just friendship yeah. and family, which is like the kind of what happens organically. Yes. Anyway. And the it, attachment you kind of get. Oh, yeah. 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 And yeah. when, but especially like wanting to take care of everybody. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, because that in itself is a stressor. Yeah, it becomes your second family. Yeah, you gotta treat it like yes. a relationship. Right. Yes. Boundaries, you know. Yes. Boundaries. So, what would you say has been like the most difficult or like biggest learning curve in being in the market just here in Oklahoma? Dun dun dun. If it's a, if you think it's more like medicinal like what do you I think I think the largest issue in every market is breaching the educational barrier to in consumers yes and I think good answer yeah great answer and, and I think that our best line of defense is the dispensaries and I think that if dispensaries and dispensary owners understood that by helping people they will make more money. Yes. And they don't need to focus on the greed part, but mm-hmm. if they focus on actually helping people, more people come to you because you're helping people. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. And it's like we can all succeed and I that's that's right. That's the that's the hardest thing. Based that's the knowledge. hardest yeah. thing. Is is yeah. how can we all succeed with the right education and the right approach mm-hmm. in a way that changes capitalism? Yes. Yeah. Because we can do it. Right. We yeah. that is that's good. That's, that's really good. So as a grower, are you protective over who carries your flower and the people who are representing your flower based on your behalf yeah. and how they're educating people? Yes, I am. I, I love am. that. That's a, that's a good way so to do it. How, and, how it sucks, so? and it sucks sometimes because it can get me in a bind, but you know what? I don't care. Um, at the end of the day, like, and that's another thing I've had to develop is like business political relationships, mm-hmm. business friendships, and then business uh, anomalies and it's you, you categorize it right and it's like okay who can I afford to carry my flower that maybe like maybe they don't respect it the way that it mm-hmm. should like I have to be able to balance it out or else maybe I won't succeed mm-hmm. and I do want to stay alive because yeah. I want the message of yes. what I'm doing to get out right yeah. so so it kind of falls under that like <sighs> I have to do my research, but I also have to rely on other people's words. Mm -hmm. I have to rely on Mm -hmm. patience. I have to rely on this sort of thing. And that sort of thing can kind of get mixed up. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So sometimes I get in trouble for it and I own it. And some other times it works out for me really well. And I'm like, hey, what a great relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it's okay to be like that. I know um, Flower of Life was like that. And Mm -hmm. they only work with a handful of dispensaries because they only want people pushing their flower that I are going to educate fine. their, I think it's beautiful. I think it's 
Yeah, I feel like you it's should so be that cool. way. Yeah, you, know, you should. That that's what makes good growers and good medicine. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. You get that pushback, and I'm telling you, as someone who like takes criticism a little hard sometimes, yeah. I'm yeah. like, damn, did I make the right decision? And then something happens, and I'm like, yeah, I did. Yeah, like yeah. that day where, I, like that day out, like last week when yeah. that guy ran around the corner. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, just, that was so reassuring. Prior to that, I had just walked into a dispensary that I had driven four hours to. And they didn't even know who I was, and they didn't even look at the flower, and they said, we will never carry that. And I was like, sir, like, you don't even know who I am. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> One of those, yeah. yeah and I was yeah. like, okay, okay, cool. I'm going to, okay, cool, no worries. And then I left, went down the street. Mm-hmm. to advance wellness to get a joint because I was mm-hmm. like, I need a fucking cool yeah. <laughs> this is I just drove four hours for this. Yeah. And and, in, and as soon as I walked in, an, something like the fan thing happened. Yeah. It's like an interaction and I'm like, yeah, okay, this is why. This is why I came yes. all, I, This is why I drove The interaction was waiting for you yeah. too. Yeah. It was like just what it was, was going to yeah. happen what it, you needed. I was, I was so jazzed after that and I was like, yeah, okay, cool. That's awesome. We love to hear it. Yeah. So, what is something you would tell someone who's looking to grow, whether it be for a personal stash or a big grow up? Um, do your research, but pick somebody that you like, either a person or an entity that you truly believe in. And when I say believe in, morally, ethically, not just line up with your ideologies, um, whether it's like scientific based or philosophy based, like yeah. really like look into it and see if that's what's right for your lifestyle. Yes. Yeah. That's so beautiful. It's so freaking good. You are so well spoken. <laughs> I know. Thank you very much. Okay. Yeah. So as a grower, Alex, what's something that you think that could be improved here in Oklahoma's medical market? We were talking about testing earlier. I know that's always a thing. Testing can definitely be improved upon. Yeah. Um, but I also think the integrity of companies and that can be said in any industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like I really pride myself on being transparent to the point where it's like, like I pre-sold out. I had a f- half my crop failed testing mm-hmm. and I had to tell everybody, like I didn't want to do it individually. Yeah. I want to tell everybody because people have been waiting. It's like one of those things that eats at you if you don't say, yeah. for me, mm-hmm. if I don't say anything, I won't sleep at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's that sort of integrity that I'm like, yeah. we should be transparent because it makes us better. Mm-hmm. It makes us better as an industry. Absolutely. And like, that's the reason why. Working like, together. Exactly. And mm-hmm. that's the reason why you see like larger companies get a lot of like backlash later on is because their integrity crumbles and it's like they're not built on a good foundation. Yeah. And you're like, hey, why did you support them anyway? Right. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. And it's like, oh yeah, ignorance is the enemy of all. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> Say that louder. Yeah. yeah. Louder for the people on the back. <laughs> I'm good on that. Um, so we like to ask everyone this question, but what's a stigma you would like to change around revolving around cannabis? Um, the social aspect. We need to stop getting together and watching TV. We need to get together and talk about ideas, progressive ideas. And we need to let cannabis kind of use it as a tool and not as something to get high. It should be a tool and we should respect it as a tool. Yeah. Yeah. Alex, that was, I know. I love that. Yeah. Well, I think this wraps up our episode for today. Alex, is there anything else that we missed or you want to add before we hop off here? No, I really appreciate you guys having me on. It's been fun. 
And uh, if anything ever happens again and you see it out there in the industry mm-hmm. and you want to talk about it, I would love to come on here and talk about it. Okay. Because if, yeah. if it's a safe platform and you think it I, it can be spoken well, yes. I'm, o- I'm okay with it. Okay. Cool. Whether oh, yeah, I fuck good. up and you guys want to fucking dish on me, <laughs> All right. like, I'm cool with that. Because, because okay. people need to talk about their faults yeah, just yeah. as much as they talk about right. their successes. So. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. I, I respect wow. that so much. I love cool. that. No, we yeah. would be happy to have you on again. Yeah. Cool. So we'll, we'll link up yeah. with that. Well, wow. Thanks so much for being here. That was such a great conversation. Yes. I and I can't wait for people to hear it. I know. We were so yes. excited. And thank you so much for taking time out of your day and sharing your beautiful butt with us. It yeah. was... You guys as well. I really appreciate A1. it. Thank Thanks, you. Alex. So stay tuned for next week's episode. And as always, um, stay medicated. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.